Welcome to Between the Shelves, the premier Save a Library podcast. I am your host, Alex, and I am joined once again by our library director, Jen. Welcome, Jen. Thank you for having me, Alex. Uh, thank you for coming. And the head of teen services, Marianne. Hi, I'm glad to be back. Thank you for coming. So this is a What Are You Into episode, a little bit lighter than our last episode. So we're going to talk about what we're into right now. I have a lot to talk about. So do you mind if I go first? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Is it video games? It's one of my things is a video game, okay. but uh, I already talked. Okay, so I'll just do that <laughs> one very quickly. Because I know you love video games. I'm just teasing. Uh, this isn't a video game that I'm playing. This is a video game I made. Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's like I, next level. Yeah, I've talked about this in a couple of episodes, but my game uh, was uh, is officially released. It was oh, released wow. September 26th, which is yesterday. Yesterday oh, at exciting. the time of the recording. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, it was took almost two years to make in my off time. It was a labor of love. I'm glad to be done with it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. It's it's out officially. Can you share the name of it with us? It's called Pulpergeist. So it's okay. like a pulp novel, ghost detective sort of story. Oh, that's um, It's reminiscent of like old Game Boy games. So if you think like that style graphics, right. sort of an adventure puzzle game. So you're in like a haunted house and you're investigating a mystery. You're amazing, Alex. <sighs> Go on. <laughs> All right. You're, you're super amazing. That's very impressive. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy to be done with that. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to look into it further. But that's, that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. The next thing I want to talk about, this was a book recommendation from my wife. It's one of her favorite books of the year. Um, it's called Tom Lake by Ann Pratchett. Has, have you heard of this one? I have heard I of it. I have heard of this too, but I did not read it. So I have never read a book by Ann Pratchett before. And I, I'll say at the... Right at the gate, this is not a book I would normally read. Yeah, I wouldn't peg you for reading, yeah. No, but my wife was, was raving about it, and I try to read as many of her recommendations as I can. She's a voracious reader. I, I can barely keep up with her. Um, but I read it, and it's it's very it's very good. Um, again, it, not really, I wouldn't really say it's in my wheelhouse. I don't know if I'll be returning to Ann Pratchett. We'll see. But uh, it is a very good book. It's, a, it's from the perspective of a, a woman whose three daughters all moved back into her farmhouse during the pandemic, so the whole family's together again. And through the slip of her tongue of the of her husband, her daughters find out that the woman used to date a very famous actor. And so the story kind of unfolds where it's the woman telling the story of her uh, as an aspiring actress growing up and meeting this famous, then, or then un, not famous, but now famous actor and their sort of love affair and... Uh, that whole story. So it's a it's a very charming, it's a very warm, tender story about family, about what's really important in life. Um, it's a very cozy yeah. book. I think it's, it's like good. very interior about the relationships. Yes. Yeah, yes. I love that. I think it sounds like uh, right up my it's alley. a great one. Fall is is rapidly approaching. The leaves are starting to fall. I think it's a good fall cozy book you can read with a cup of coffee and a blanket. So yeah, I won't go too much into it uh, and there's nothing I can really spoil but uh, there's one other thing I wanted to mention about the book so um, the the woman when she is telling her story she's an actress in a play of uh, the play Our Town which is mm-hmm. um, a famous play by Thornton Wilder um, so the themes of the book line up with the play Our Town and Actually, the way it's told is sort of similar to Our Town as well. 
So I knew that going into the book, so I watched Our Town, right. which you can watch the whole play uh, with Paul Newman is actually the lead actor in it. Uh, the whole play is available on PBS and YouTube. You can watch the whole thing. It's, it's a free, free to watch. Um, and it's excellent. I really, really liked Our Town. Is that the first time you've seen it? First the time I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so if you're unfamiliar with Our Town, it's sort of uh, vignettes of the lives of inhabitants of this small town in New Hampshire. And it kind of jumps around um, through time. And it sort of circles around this one character whose name, I believe, is Emily. And her sort of falling in love with her high school sweetheart, having their child, and then her death. Right. Not really spoiling anything right. there. Um, so the theme of the story is sort of about, you know, cherishing the small moments in life. Because once you're dead, you can't, that's when you'll really appreciate all those small moments. And it's the last act of the play uh, is sort of Emily dead, looking back on her loved ones um, and wishing that she could be there with them again and, and saying how she would give anything even to just have the worst repeat the worst day of her life again yeah. because even that is has magic in it um so it's, again it's a really warm I enjoy that story. technique I've, I've read many stories who there's a story within the story that's paralleling mm-hmm. or using a classic like our town yeah. or, or it could even be um loosely based on a shakespearean you know sonnet or something but i do like um Sometimes when they're hidden in there, and they're like, oh, I see why this is. And, yeah. you know, it's really nice, really discussion. I appreciate stuff, that more starters. than, uh, like, retellings of classics yes. where they just, like, make a modern version of it. Right. I like when they're using a classic as inspiration. Right. Or, you know, or, using yeah. it so you, theme uh, Clearly it. there's parallels, but it's not the same story. Yeah. With just, you know, cell phones in it. Or yeah, something exactly. Right. Right. Um, but, yeah, I really liked it. And, and one famous thing about Our Town, the play, is it breaks the fourth wall constantly. The main right. narrator, he's the, the stage manager, is, is his title. So he's always talking directly to the audience. And he'll even say, like, okay, now it's time for a, a break. So go get smoke your cigarettes or something right, outside. Right. Yeah. Um, so that I really like that about Our Town. And then that, that sort of narrative device carries over into um, the Ann Pratchett novel as well. Because the mother is telling the story to her children and the audience, the reader, is a surrogate for the children. So the author is sort of t- talking to you directly, the reader, at, at times. Right. Which so, is kind of disarming but exciting because that's not something you get yeah. in a lot of fiction books. Yeah, this is not like a meta-narrative postmodern novel that's trying right. to like confuse you or play mind right. games. It's, it's, it's very straightforward. Yeah, exactly. Um, so those are my recommendations. Our Town, I... You can definitely read Tom Lake without watching Our Town, but mm-hmm. I think it adds it adds a lot to oh, reading the book. It. So I would recommend watching it and then reading the book. Okay. Um, so that's my that's my what am I into right now? I have one other thing to talk about, I think. But yeah, that's that's the bulk of it. Okay, good. Um, I have two things that I can talk about. So I'll start with the uh, heavier one first. Um, I just read a really great graphic novel called uh, The Talk by Darren Bell. And this is a 2023 uh, graphic novel that just came out. Um, And Darren Bell is a winning, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning cartoonist. Um, uh, He is mixed race. His mom is white, his dad is black. And when Darren is young, I forgot where he lived, where he grew up, but um, when he was young, he asked for a water gun. He begged for a water gun um, so that he could play with the other kids his age and his mom got 
him a neon colored one and he was upset that it wasn't realistic. Um, so his mom had to have the talk with him about uh, how being a person of color, um, how he'll be perceived differently his whole life. Um, and, you know, he was about six or seven when he had that conversation with his mom. Um, so now Darren, you know, goes on, he grows up, he goes to school. Um, and it's about his journey from youth to adulthood and, and his lifetime of dealing with microaggressions and outright outright prejudiced. Um, and then as Darren gets older, he becomes a dad and it's full circle. He has to have the talk with his own child. Um, and the narrative is artfully interweaves um, flashbacks, pop culture, current politics. Um, the graphics are beautiful. It's just a really, really great graphic novel. So if you like graphic novels, I mean, it's I really, yeah. you might, you would really like it. Um, and, you know, I think it's really important as, um, you know, I am a white person. I think it's important that I, I read books like this. I like, you know, I, I, more people need to read books like this to see how it is growing up as a person of color. Um, it's very different from our own. And, you know, I read a lot of stuff in there that I was not really aware of how, you know, people of color feel when they're growing up um, and just how different his childhood is um, from other kids. So that was really good. Um, and then, of course, I've talked about this before. The other thing that I want to talk about is Heartstopper because I love this show. And I talked about it on our LGBT um, June episode. Based on a graphic novel also, That right? is based on, yes, the series by Alice Oseman. Um, and it they had a season two was just released a month ago in, on Netflix. And Alice... Oseman is part of the production, so everything is very, really beautifully done. Um, she writes each of the episodes, and um, it is just one of the best series for young people that I've ever seen out there. And um, season one and season two is they're just so great. Um, they really show a healthy example of um, a romantic relationship that I've ever seen on TV. And so I was raised with like 90210 and watching mm -hmm. soap operas in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, there is really nothing healthy about any of the relationships <laughs> that were portrayed in there. But this relationship between these two boys, and it doesn't even matter um, the sexual orientation, um, anybody could relate to it. Um, the respect that they give each other, the communication that they they give each other, um, the constant asking if, you know, are you okay? And um, they're always checking in with each other. And it's just really, you know, really, really great. And I have a lot of teens right now, young teens that love it and like are devouring it. Um, and they, I just think it's just really great for anyone to watch. And as an much older person <laughs> that I am watching like this teen series. Um, it just gives me hope that there are good things for kids to watch out there, that it's not all garbage. And, you know, I, I don't know if my kids would ever um, like it, but I'm going to try when they're a little bit older be like, hey, you know, this is this is how you treat people in a relationship. And um, the music is amazing. The the they have the official um, the official um, playlist on Spotify. It's so good. I've discovered like some really great music that I've never heard of before from that. Um, the cinematography is beautiful. Colors, um, the directing, just the position of everyone. I mean, it's really really well done. Yeah, that's Netflix, right? You said? It's Netflix. Yeah, yeah. and um, I recommend it all the yeah. time. So. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Jen? Okay, so I was looking through my reading list 
as you guys were talking and I have not read a good book in a long time. I've read a lot of really mediocre books, so we're not going to talk about them. The last great book that I read was In the Summer, and I believe this title came up before, A Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan. Um, Our assistant director recommended it to me. We read it simultaneously. And what a what a treasure of a book. Um, it's a National Book Critic Circle um, winner. Um, it was a big bestseller. It came out in 2019. I, I don't even know how to explain. I don't know what the genre is other than it's basically how a host of characters whose paths intersect at different periods in their lives. And it just was, I was so sad when it was done because it was done. And that's the best um I feel praise that I can give a book that I was really sad. So it's called A Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan. Look it up. Um, see if it interests you. It didn't interest me at all. It didn't grab me reading the description. But I wanted to read it because um, this other person had recommended it. And I was so glad we did. So can I interrupt you for a second, Jen? Yeah. Did you read the second novel? By Jennifer Egan, which I'm trying to find After the this name of it. Yes. So it's a lot of the same characters. I and not. I actually read it. I never read the Goon Squad one, but I did read the other one. And I'm just searching through my Goodreads list for it. But I read over so that's 100 pretty, books that's last year. Then. It is a 2022. And Alex house. is looking at the Candy House. Yes, right, that's so it. Thank you. And so I read that one. I didn't read the Goon and Squad, and I did. I did like it, but there was a lot of references to, to the these Squad. characters. Right. So great! So and I'll so be excited to visit these characters like again. It. Yes. yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as what I'm watching, I from one of our first episodes, right? I'm a a mystery. British mystery crime devourer. So I just finished the Endeavor series on PBS. It's nine seasons. And the ninth season was the last one. It took me um, one weekend. No, I'm kidding. It took me several weeks to get through uh, the series. But it was just, uh, it's a prequel series to Inspector Morse, which is also available, I think, on PBS. I had not watched that original series, but apparently it was massively popular in England. it just has eluded me, but this endeavor just really, really well done and great acting. And each each episode is about an hour and a half, so they're like mini movies. And it's the format where you are learning all about the characters all along the way through all of the seasons. And each episode, though, is one standalone story, so you can kind of pop in anytime and just they solve the mystery in an hour and a half. Um, but really great stuff. Um, one of my favorite shows is Back. Unforgotten season five. This was a, another series that I get on PBS. It's on Masterpiece uh, Show. Season something major happened at the end of season four, and I did not know how I was going to handle season five, but it's just as good as ever, and go, and renewed for another season. So if you're looking for this, is when they solve mysteries that are over thirty or forty years old. So they're very old unsolved cases. Um, and the, there is a different format there. The whole season is about one case. So it's a much more protracted um, look. You really deep dive into it. So those are my two English shows. Uh, two other things quickly. Uh, I've been, my son is getting married next month. So that has been, yay, congratulations to the, the uh, bride and groom. And so we've been kind of 
deep in the wedding planning. That's taking up a lot of time, but we're very excited and thrilled. And the final thing I just want to mention is going to give a plug out to uh, Alicia Keys has a new musical coming out. And for all of you Broadway fans, it's called Hell's Kitchen. And it's um, biographical based on her life. Um, It's going to be some of her most famous music combined with new songs. So it is opening at the end of October at the Public House, Public Theater, not Public House, Public Theater um, in New York, which is the theater that Hamilton started at. So it's a pretty big off-Broadway venue. Oh, that's that's It opens off-Broadway. These are the kind of previews. And then everything indicates that this is going to be the next big thing for Broadway. Let's hope. So I do have a friend who is in the show. So shout out to Tim for he is a professional dancer and his... Uh, dance company is is working on this show with Alicia Keys. So yesterday he posted on Instagram with That's Alicia awesome. Keys, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm, I'm like only one degree away from yeah, Alicia Keys now. So really close, yeah. Somehow I made it about me, but anyway, <laughs> so check it out because I think it's going to be great if you're an Alicia Keys fan. Um, keep an eye on it. I think it's going to be something special, um, and it's nice to hear some new stuff coming to Broadway. Mm-hmm. So nice. Hell's Kitchen, Alicia yeah. Keys. All right, nice. Um, one last really quick thing that I'm into right now. So next episode of the podcast, Peter and I are going to be discussing uh, horror movies. Oh, so Peter's a big horror fan, and I watch a lot of movies. So this it's going to be a really interesting conversation. And we're going to be discussing, we found uh, 25 categories of horror films. And we're going to be talking about our favorite pick from all 25 categories. It's a two-part episode because we go long. I can't um, wait to hear that one. It's going to be I great. Just in yeah, time for Halloween. Great. Yeah, perfect. perfect. And then after that, uh, we have it's we're going to be celebrating the 100th anniversary of Disney. So we are going to be doing a quick review of all every single animated Disney movie oh God, in rapid succession. Yeah. And I mean rapid. Like quick we, fire. Like one yeah, sentence. Because we have 40 <laughs> movies to cover. Um, and we're going to be trying to keep each review under two minutes. Wow. So that's going to be also a two-part episode. So I've been watching a lot of movies in preparation. At least the Disney ones you could watch with your son. Yes. Not the horror, but the Disney ones. the horror, like what the juxtaposition there, like you go from the little mermaid to the grunge. You don't want to look in my brain right now. Both great movies, though. The horror ones are scary, but that's, that's, you're all the place. I got a twisted mind right now. It's great. So definitely check out uh, those episodes coming up. All right, Jen, Marianne, thank you both so much again for being on the podcast. Thank you, Alex. All right. Thanks, Alex. Bye. Bye. Bye.